0: According to St. John from the 14th chapter. Jesus said, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, "'Whom the Father will send in my name "'will teach you everything "'and remind you of all that I have said to you. "'Peace I leave with you. "'My peace I give to you. "'I do not give to you as the world gives. "'Do not let your hearts be troubled "'and do not let them be afraid. "'You heard me say to you, "'I am going away and I am coming to you. "'If you loved me, you would rejoice "'that I am going to the Father.' Because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. In this year's overlap of Sunday lectionary readings with the regular calendar that we follow, We hear Jesus' words of peace, his promise of peace, on the same weekend that we remember people who died in military warfare. And it leads me to wonder what kind of peace is Jesus talking about? In much of our everyday language, we equate peace with the absence of conflict. In other words, peace is when warfare ceases, when conflict with another person is over, when strife within a community comes to an end, or when the source of our worries and our fear is eliminated. We think of peace, too, as the absence of pain or suffering here in this life and in the eternal peace which is given to us after we die. That's what we mean when we say now he or she is finally at peace. So if I were to choose a word that would define that kind of peace, it really would be the word absence. And in every case, it's a good absence because it's an absence that affects our well-being in a very positive way. But I don't think that this is the kind of peace that Jesus is promising in our gospel reading today. In fact, given the circumstances of life at the time that Jesus said this to his followers, it's actually quite obvious that he meant something different than the absence of all of those things I just mentioned. Because his promise of peace to them came at the same time that Jesus spoke in very plain words about his imminent death and departure. And to the people who had left everything to follow him, he said, where I am going, you cannot come. Instead of eliminating the source of their anxiety and their fear, Jesus confirmed that they were living in a very threatening and violent time and that the world was shifting underneath their feet. As all of us know, those are the kind of words that Trouble our hearts when we hear them and cause us to be even more afraid and anxious. So, what is this peace that Jesus is promising if it isn't the absence of things that threaten our well being? In my way of hearing, it's a peace that's defined by something very different. Instead of being defined by the absence of something, This kind of peace that Jesus speaks about here, I think, is actually defined by presence. It's a peace that Jesus gives to people right in the midst of hardship by coming to make a home with us and by being present as a source of healing and strength. On my recent visit to the island of Iona, that distinction became very clear for me during morning prayer at the Abbey. After hearing Scripture and affirming our faith together, we prayed the Lord's Prayer. In the ecumenical version that they use there, the words are the same ones that we pray here every week except for one preposition. It seems like a small thing. But as soon as it crossed my lips, I knew that this one little preposition represented a radical shift in focus. In the translation of the Lord's Prayer we use, we ask God to save us from the time of trial. In Iona, and in many English-speaking communities around the world, people pray, save us in the time of trial. I'm sure you can hear the difference. When we pray, save us from the time of trial, we pray for a peace that is defined by absence, namely the absence of trials in our life. We ask God to keep trials away from us so that we don't have to live with their consequences. However, when we pray, save us in the time of trial, We are asking God to be present with us in the midst of harsh circumstances right now, whatever those may be. We are asking God to meet us right here, to bring God's saving help, even if the conflict that we are experiencing continues beyond this moment, or the diagnosis that causes fear to us sticks, or even if the pain we are experiencing endures Or the source of our grief or our anxiety or our fear remains. Save us in the time of trial is a prayer offered by everyone who knows that things won't change right now at the snap of a finger, even if we will that to be the case. It's a prayer for God to give us now a deep peace that is greater than everything that Assails us now when we need it most. On the troubled night that Jesus promised this peace to his followers, he spoke in the present tense. People were plotting to kill him, and he knew it and announced it. That was not going to change. And their shared journey was being disrupted now in ways that could never be recovered. But Jesus said in the present tense, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. In this case, it seems to be the kind of peace they needed most right at that moment. It was a peace to calm their fears. It was a peace to fill their troubled hearts with courage and with trust. And later, his followers would bear witness to that gift just as so many of you have done for the gift that you have received of peace. To this day, whenever I invite people to share an experience of God in small groups, the stories of God being present as peace in the midst of hardship or troubled times are the most common stories that people tell. And I have witnessed this so often myself Often I leave my time with people thinking, how can this be? How can he be so calm right now? How can she be accepting this with such, with such grace? How can they find any room for joy and gratitude right now? One of the places where I always see that is at the Nativity House here in Tacoma, Yes, we continue to pray for the absence of hunger and poverty and homelessness. In the same way, we ask God to save us from the time of trial. We pray fervently for the kind of peace which will put an end to grave circumstances in our society that create those hardships, those conditions for God's people. And we pray also with humility that God would remove from us, take away the sins of complacency and complicity that lend themselves to that problem. That's all profoundly important. That kind of peace is also what Jesus promises and what Jesus comes to give. It's a kind of peace that requires every ounce of our strength and perseverance and courage to pursue as Jesus did. But along the way, in the time of trial, there's a need for another kind of peace as well that is equally important, and that's what I saw again at the Nativity House. Any trials that I face are nothing in comparison to the life circumstances of the people who gathered there for a simple meal, But in that whole room, as is almost always the case, there is a spirit of peace somehow in the midst of all of what they are experiencing. As one cheerful woman yesterday said, there are positive ions shooting all around this place. (laughs) And she was right. So today, let's try praying the Lord's Prayer as they do in Iona. Let's ask God to save us in the time of trial. Not in rejection of the equally important prayer for peace that puts an end to violence and warfare and hunger around the world. And the peace that will finally put an end to mourning and crying and pain in all of creation. But let's pray it today knowing that we also need God to come to us and to our neighbor right now with a peace that we cannot attain on our own. Let's pray it for ourselves, for the people in front of us, for the people behind us, for the people beside us. And on this Memorial Day weekend, let's pray it for everyone who is mourning the loss of a loved one who died in military conflict. Asking God right now to fill their Hearts with holy consolation and peace. God in Jesus Christ has promised to give this gift to them and to us, giving us good reason to say to God what almost everyone said yesterday at the Nativity House. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen.